0: Yo, where you at, G? I'm on G. Follow
1: us. Who
2: is your G? Yo, G. Gulpie. Hey, G. Oh, hey. I'm in the studio. Studio. Welcome to Amp Stories podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Air Stories Podcast Season 3. It's your girl, Chi, aka Diverse Lady. And today we have a special guest. Special guest, are you ready to introduce yourself?
1: My name is Kabina. I'm a filmmaker, producer, and director, editor, and I wear so many different hats. But my main focus is filmmaking and sharing Ghanaian stories globally.
2: Awesome. Where are you currently based?
1: Currently, I am in New York, so I'm mainly between New York and Ghana. So um, I try to be in New York, and you know, like the summertime, spring, and then during winter, if it, if it works out, yeah, we just shift away, you know, to Ghana and just stay in that warm weather.
2: Where in the state of New York are you specifically? Bronx, Which borough you at?
1: I mean, like you know, Ghana capital, man. We in the Bronx. Hello, we yeah, in the Bronx. Yeah, 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 yeah. you know That's, that's right, you
2: rep, rep the Bronx Every
1: Ghanaian that has ever been to America Either they've touched in the Bronx Or they have family mm-hmm. in the Bronx It's one of the two So, yeah, I'm in the Bronx, yeah
2: That's where legends are created In the Bronx Facts,
1: facts Hip-hop history is Bronx, you know So, you know, if you exactly. know, you know
2: Right by Cedric. Exactly, if you know, you know oh, You know Stedric. I mean,
1: I'm a Bronx girl Born and raised myself Oh, so oh okay, where? I, I, I know I'm a
2: legend as well Highbridge
1: Okay Highbridge? Oh, so, like, a Boogie
2: in him? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay. I used to see him around, you know. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, legends well, let's of Born That's in the what park, so what Appreciate, appreciate. Big up to him too. Yeah, man. And you are a legend in your own capacity as well. So now that I'm interviewing a legend, Carbona, you're gonna tell us about your self-discovery, your life. Break it down to us. Where did it all begin for you to become the filmmaker with many hats?
1: the story is still being told, you know what I mean? Like we still go on through the journey of it, you know? And it's like my original study or background is in accounting, right? At some point in life, I just realized, you know, there was more to life and I didn't know what or how to get that more. You know what I mean? Because accounting is something that's very a ladder friendly. Like, it's just like you have to go up the ladder. Right. So I just had this feeling of like wanting more and then um, I kind of like found my way into photography. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. with, with photography, it just came naturally. So soon as it came naturally, it's almost like I was already looking for a way out, and something came to me that was natural. That was, I mean, it wasn't hard to really figure out. So, and I had a passion for capturing photos way before I picked up the camera. So I think it was something that was already, you know, just chilling in the corner, just waiting for that moment to really come out. So through photography, you know, I ended up doing a little bit of um video, and then I found my space in video because video really like it spoke to me. It's just it was just nice to be able to watch the video and catch a feeling and that's what I like most about it to be able to relive a moment that you've already captured for other people be it weddings birthdays or whatever be the case so through that it went from that then it went from doing music videos and then from the music videos it just kind of like evolved into creating short form content and then it went into short film and then it went into like you know series and then feature films and then just like that's where we at now just working and telling more stories through film you know so it's an interesting journey you know when you think about what I really was doing before I got into film I was a full-blown accountant you know which is good because how know, how spread. many
2: years did you do that for
1: I worked in accounting for like a good seven years right you know I, I did four years university you know degree and then worked you know seven years so in total I'd say like you know 11 years in accounting and then um I didn't resist I went with the shift here we are you know here we are you know, making more films.
2: The shift is definitely empowering. So I know that feeling and I I love that for you because now you're doing something that you're able to express so many different feelings, like you said, initially about just being able to capture emotions and capture moments and you're elevating on and on and on and on from just pictures to now short film. So that's amazing. So, you know, if I have like a script or something, you trying to um, take me on?
1: I mean, as long as you're going to hit 80% in the Ghana language, you know, we we could definitely... But even if not... 80%! Even if we not, you know, I'm here to support your ideas to bring your vision to life, you know?
2: Mm. You
1: know? But I'm definitely always looking for those Ghanaian stories that can really connect us as a people because I feel like we connect over music, we connect over food, we connect over funerals. But when it comes to film, you know, we don't really connect under the umbrella of film, you know? And I think Mm. that's the place where we can It's almost like the last infinity stone. I feel like when film Mm. connects us, we will see the whole picture literally, right? And then, you know, we'll just see that we're some powerful people and we need to, you know, rise up. So, was there a moment? in that shift where it
2: was you know I just want to do film overall or was it always geared toward Ghanaian stories
1: I think surprisingly it's always been geared towards Ghanaian stories because I also realized that film it goes beyond what story I want to tell there's the other side of film where it's just like who are you making this film for myself being Ghanaian that's who I am 100% minus how I speak and all that no still Ghanaian <laughs> right so I realized because I, I have a lot of um, African-American friends, right? And I realize how they do their film and how they tell their story. They tell stories that they know, stories that happen in their community, stories that they've been through it or they have family that has been through it. And then I cannot write a story I have not been through, you know, because that's not mm. who I am. And what I know is Ghana. So I just realized immediately that having to tell the Ghanaian stories and share what we have with other people that don't know, it's a good place to be because think about it. Ghanaians have been coming to America since 1960, right? Early 1960s, all the way till 2023. I don't know if you can name five Ghanaian movies that have been done in America that were geared towards us, by us. And it's like the whole of the 90s, African American black folks was doing their thing because those, the, those, the Love Jones, those, all of that stuff, they went ahead first, you know, which is great. And then on the back end, we still have not come up, you know? So it's like, where are our stories. I feel like my stories is literally just like what I know, you know, what I've been through. And it's a Ghanaian story. Wherever I go, Mm -hmm. if I go to London, it's still going to be a Ghanaian story. If I go to Spain, Mm -hmm. it's still a Ghanaian story in Spain. So I definitely want to be able to, and also just be able to let, you know, the community know that we can do more outside of the basics of lawyer, doctor, um, engineering, um, those jobs, because I feel like those jobs at one point was like, you the man. You know what I mean? Like, you that person, right? You ain't have no other choice. Yeah, right. You ain't have no other choice. But right now, technology has expanded the world so much that there are certain jobs that are viable. So for people to be able to see that, oh, you can have a career in film, it's something that as I progress, I'm also mindful of it that you can tell Ghanaian stories that and that will be able to be a sustainable business you know
2: I appreciate the perspective as well because I'm I feel like certain people would be like oh why does he just want to do Ghanaian stories but you hit it on the nail like this is what I know and so I'm able to tell a story about what I know and so you said this is who you are so if you can give me three words to describe who you are
1: what would it be? I would say a visionary, I'd say okay, um, a businessman, and I'd mm-hmm. say a cultural man.
2: Now, to make it a little more difficult, right? Okay. Say you had no film. Say you had no business how would you just describe you without all those little components that you've added into your okay. life okay
1: so to describe myself it's like someone that will never stop until they reach their goal you know what i mean like okay. that's just who i am it's just like if this thing's doable we're gonna go after it so i'm just a, definitely a go-getter Definitely okay. go get a, a very empowering person. Like you know, people tell me when they around me, they feel like they could do a lot. I'm like, okay, go do it, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I say that, and then I also say, um, very compassionate.
2: Love the compassion because we need a lot of that. We need yeah, a lot yeah, of...
1: yeah, 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 it, It's a we nice a balance to it. It's a nice yeah. balance to it. You, you need a balance, man.
2: Mm -hmm. Would you say you learned some of these qualities just from growing up or this is something you had to instill in yourself?
1: And make sure both because, um, you know, like growing up in a Ghanaian home, you learn, you know, certain things that, you know, come from your parents and what they know. So they pass it down to you. But then just coming to America, I had to really figure out life and see what was good for me and what was not good for me as far as my progression was concerned. So it's just A mixture of the two.
2: Talk a little bit more about growing up. What was it like for you?
1: Okay, so I grew up in Ghana, right? I was very I was Ghana, by the way. I was in Tema, you know, you know, like community ten. If people know Ghana, they know Tema, they know community ten, right? I went to SOS, which is like junior high school. Life was just very much reserved for me my life was very reserved you know mm-hmm. i had a small niche of friends you know very um in the tech space you know so it's more like if we're not vibing in that tech world it's it's very hard to be my friend you know so always had a small circle very reserved but it's like it's also how you grow up in ghana because i feel like parents back then was very at least my parents anyway it was very protective so it wasn't a lot of exploration you know mm-hmm. so that was the childhood but I did high school in Ghana. I went to Prosec you know, Presec which is in Legon. Yeah, and then right after that, I came to the States and did um college here. And then it just, you know, college into into work, into now.
2: Mm-hmm. What university or college
1: you went to? So I went to. I was in um SUNY New Paltz, which is you know like upstate. Okay. Like, uh, yep. Oh, you know that school? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I know a
2: couple of
1: people that I went too. Okay. Yeah, so it was about two hours away from the city. I was actually supposed to go to Binghamton or Howard University. I actually got accepted to Howard, but the feast was wild, so I was like, look, yeah, let's find, yeah, let's find some. In-state. you go know where let's the money is,
2: that. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, you know, let's find some in state, and then you know, knock it out. Yeah, so we did in state at SUNY New Paltz.
2: You pinpointed something, and you said "reserve." You used the words "reserve," and there was no explanation. And so, you being a Ghanaian kid that came over to America and had the college life, did you explore what
1: life was then, or you just stayed the reserve kid that you've always knew how to be? No, no. So the interesting thing is, as soon as I landed off that plane, I kind of <laughs> told myself, like, "Look, man, this is America. So nobody know you mm-hmm. here, and we're gonna like you know design our." life like we're not gonna be how we came so i think i said that to myself i remember that clearly and it was just a matter of just exploring and seeing what was you know good for me without literally any guidance because sometimes too much guidance keeps you from finding what you want to do yeah it was just like it's college so you know you go places you make new friends you know events so it was a good experience to meet other people And it forced me to come outside of my shell because now you're in a whole new place, whole new students, and everybody's clicking up. You're not going to be the last person that's not, you know, clicked up or at least know people. So we got social. It was a good experience.
2: What advice would you give to younger
1: African kids or
2: just younger kids in general that have that reservation within them and they're so shy to explore because they're so focused on what other people would think? Growing up in a Ghanaian home, you hear that all the time. Oh, don't do this because you don't want somebody to talk about you, but it's like, okay. And so if they talk about what, right? So what advice would you give to someone facing that right now in their current home?
1: I mean, I ain't gonna lie, that's tough because. tough because sure. the i think if you're a person that's going through that one thing that you have to understand is like it won't last forever mm-hmm. you will get to a place where nobody's going to speak for you you know what i mean like nobody's going to speak for you so once you get to that place you're going to figure out a way to start speaking for yourself so there's that part where you know it has its time and it's going to pass there's the place where there is no like a workout plan on how to not be reserved if you know that this is who you are then start putting yourself in uncomfortable places if you don't know how to talk to people go to networking events. Put yourself in these places because one thing I realize is when you go to a networking event, you're not going to be the worst person that's there. There's somebody got to be worse. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, at least that's what I put in my head. So I'll be like, I'm not going to be the most non-networking person here, right? So, and then also as far as what people are going to think, I tell I tell a lot of my friends that you cannot name five people that you think are thinking about you. So it's a lot of it's in our head. If you can name five people, then you probably different, but you cannot name five people that would say, oh, what was this person thinking about you? Because the truth of the matter is those people, they can't think about you if they don't know what you are doing type of situation. So it's kind of like, I'm about to do A, A has not happened in real life yet and you're already creating a reason why you shouldn't go forth with a so it's kind of like sometimes you wanting to talk yourself out of it because one thing we all know gun people talk you know what i mean so they're not gonna stop talking and we're not gonna stop what we're doing so everybody's gonna do what they're doing and then we are going to be cool plus mm-hmm. my new thing i tell my people is like the first thing are you going to die if that if the answer is no then fuck <laughs> <it>. my bad <laughs> then let's move <laughs> forward you know what i mean then let's mm-hmm. move forward because i think once you take the extreme out like what's really going to happen and then you're able to push forward everything that you want is in pushing into the uncomfortable space
2: being comfortable with being uncomfortable it's a great phrase and it's something that helps a lot of people grow even myself it helps us as individuals grow and just expand to be better people for ourselves and just find our own purpose in this life and so to even keep going with that what is your current purpose right now because purpose can change you know and so what is your current purpose right now
1: my purpose to me right now is to unite Ghana folks through film. It's literally bring in nice. people together through film because sometimes it's as simple as these words and sometimes I feel like you know when you hear purpose you know it's almost like I have to be able to turn water into wine type of situation type of purpose you know it's just too whatever whatever it is it's as simple as we just want to bring people together and empower people through film you know what I mean let's get into our culture because I'm realizing that because as you get older you start to realize the importance of our locality because our locality is so almost like our dna you know because Mm -hmm. once you know who you are that statement when we was young you'd hear it and be like "Ah, whatever man but it's just like once you know who you really are every move you make every day is going to be aligned with who you are and i think for me i'm realizing that um getting to my purpose was also getting to know who i was because um Mm -hmm. there's a, a lot of great people in my family great people that did some amazing things like one of my uncles he was the ambassador to like Netherlands like um, a while 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 Mm. back and then my uncle from the same family he was the vice president of Ghana in 1979 so I'm looking back and I'm like all these people are from my family and they have done Mm -hmm. these amazing things in the past so it's almost like in my mind by default I should be able to do what they have done or more So, because without knowing that, and it's not even a matter of competition, it's more like motivation. Without knowing that,
2: Mm
1: you would accomplish, you know, fairly, you know, what you accomplish, and then you feel good. But once you know, your family accomplishes great things, you are motivated to be like to go extra hard. And that extra hard is what Mm -hmm. gets you to that place of why people in your family, you know, they've established that we are greatness. So, you know, when I fall in, and whatever I'm doing, I have to look at it as like, I got to be the greatest that have ever done it.
2: You have that greatness in your blood. And so you realize
1: Right, it's been activated. And that's the thing about everybody like family line. It's just like if you're able to trace your stuff and ask your parents questions, you tend to find out that yo, they had less but they did so much. So with us having so right. much more, we should be able to do a lot for ourselves and you know for the people around us.
2: Absolutely agree. Okay, so right now we're going to take a break here and then
1: we're going to come right back to it. Okay, let's do it. DJ Frost Lady in the mix. In the mix.
0: first lady, I touch that dial-up Now go nowhere, keep it true, keep it locked Keep it more set up
3: Me yelling when me touch on them, body, like Me forget something on them, body, Why every time them left them come back in a hurry, sir Just one more time them now, I want my money, sir Baby, me know want no drama So just went from the car now work out for the cameras I need no drama So every time me see some girl Immediately she just want me to live everything I did do and come and hang with her She said she love me something because when me long Something slide up in every touch of belly And I damage her The other night she call her friend over And to her then my me, me, the the middle, like a sandwich. Yeah. She tell me about her man And I know I'm so jealous And my father wanna start And I cough her like officer She tell me how she feel same I'm satisfied She need me she won that. High. Come get this good, good. Come get this good, good love. Come get this good, good. Come get this good, good love. Qua, baby, qua, baby, qua, baby, qua, baby, qua, baby, qua, baby, qua, baby. Quo'un baby. <laughs>
0: Stop complaining, baby. Stop complaining. I say I love you, love you, but today no one not want complaining. I swear, the oh, moon and the stars, I'll take you there, I'll take you there. Oh, mama, my baby, I go take bullet for you. I said no be one, baby, no be two. I go take bullet for you. Mega protect you with my proof. I said, you I go take bullet for you Take a protect you with my and Let for you I said, love me one, baby, you I go take for you Take a protect you with my bulletproof and I'll I you on love Mr. Flea I like that on the beat boy, boy.
3: For the sake of love, oh. I will do anything. For the sake of love, oh. I will do anything more. Just to prove my love, oh. I will cry, you a river. For the sake of love, oh. I pray for you, baby. Baby, you're my ecstasy. You are my fantasy. You book one more one chance. Manu to nyasi. Baby, you're my ecstasy You are my fantasy You book one more now, one chance yeah. yeah.
0: Man on tutu man nyasi. yasi yeah. T, sick of love yeah. I used to play around a lot T- See how my doggy concubines be yeah. T- bring me penning rough we- They yeah. my me toss off forth. See, I love your imperfections and your flaws I don't a side chick or am unity brand new yiddish coming from being so some top blocks <laughs> No And I came, they had to iron rose, Baby, you got two my sauce Dora, take me away All the love that you need, I got it for you, baby What really do you want me to say? For I was a no i frame it, babe Everything go be okay, tea Don't So what to share i son on will be from a will share my door for the corner See, cry you a river Baby, make you no shiver We don't be here there We need to be you and love for my Hello everyone, and we're back
2: and so we ended off and we talked about purpose and all those different things right and so i do know you're doing something in ghana right so are you trying to spill the tea on it or what's the key
1: boom so like as you can <laughs> see this shirt you know it says king of Tema, right yeah we were in ghana shooting the series on um, this pilot episode because we believe like we need our own stories like chale i want to watch a story that comes from my backyard, you know what I mean? Something that I could watch and be like, Charlie, I know where they shot this I at. I
2: yeah. I know,
1: yeah. Like, I want to be able to have those feelings as I get when I watch these movies in New York, right? So, King of Temer is really like a story of tema, you know, it follows a young man by a name pocrisy who's trying to raise money to save his mother from dying from cancer. So he takes the route of finding fast money, and that really unfolds and shows you like where life could go when you're looking for that fast cash. No matter your reasons being good or bad, as long as it's fast cash, it's definitely gonna have some wahala around it. So that's what the show <laughs> came about. It was great, you know. We had a great cast. We had we had a lot of people show love. A lot of people came. A lot. of People that seasoned actors, new actors, and we also wanted to really give the opportunity to new actors to be a part of this mm-hmm. movement. You know, so it's a mixture of like legacy actors and then uh, you know new actors and then people that have been doing it for a good like five, seven years. So it's going to be a great show. It's going to be a great show. I, I'm looking forward to it.
2: I'm looking forward to it too. I'm looking forward to it yeah. too. What's yeah. the process like though? Tell us what the process like. Like, give us the behind
1: the scenes. The backstory to the story was honestly, in film or wanting to do film, you know some pieces, you know you don't know some pieces, and but you still have to take steps, right? Mm-hmm. So the whole idea was really wanting to tell a story once again that I knew that I was familiar with. And also by telling the story, we would put Tema on the map because mm-hmm. we're where what we're from, right? So growing up in Tema, like the early 90s, there was always stories you would hear. Of, like, these drug dealers, and you know, they had these cars and they had these money and they had all these things. And it's kind of like, um, we heard about it, but you never really saw who it was. You know, our culture just moves a little different so and i like a lot of crime drama like you know that's what i like you know i like watching power i like watching the wire snowfall all these other shows so i have an interest in crime drama already so i just looked back and i'm like there's no way things have been going down in Temma because you know we have the port the port is right there it's the biggest port in ghana so the same place they could bring in the drugs for the hospital is the same they could bring in the drugs for the mm. street they all come through the same port. And it was just like, okay, so boom, there's a story here. So how do we go about telling the story? Which angle do we want to tell the story from? You know, because you could go from so many different angles, like the police, the actual dealers, the actual people that are affected by it. And the story that we chose was like hypocrisy wanting to save his mother and how he's gonna go about doing it. So the inspiration literally came from the shows that I've seen here, and then also the actual stories that have happened in. Tema, like over the early 90s and i don't know if you were aware but there was a time like there was about 134 million dollar drug bust like in Tema. you see you know what i'm nice. saying like that is not no small like shipment you know what i mean that's like you're trying to shape that that's know, a like, video time. you know that's a big load that's a big load so so these stories already exist like if you read the newspaper there's always it's in the papers you know it's like it's in the report so I just found those and that and then it kind of like you know drew me in like I actually would like to know and see if you know I was there how how it unfolded so that's what Mm -hmm. we're gonna see in the show how like things unfolded
2: how many episodes in the season
1: Right now, we are looking at six episodes. We were fortunate enough to, um, you know, raise money for the first episode, like the pilot episode. So once mm-hmm. that's done, we definitely will be um, on pitching that to create the other additional episodes. So currently it's six episodes, but it could definitely change and be more episodes. Once we know some more things right now, it's just like creating the pilot, wrapping it up and then having that premiere and then be able to, you know, build from there.
2: Oh yes, Godspeed on this project for sure. Oh for sure sure it, it sounds intriguing i must say and so i'm yeah. definitely looking forward to it how many people are on your team like what is your team comprised of who so, writes the scripts Do you also write the script
1: i write but i don't write all my script um okay. because it's just not the best use of time so sometimes i will create the story and then i will find a writer that matches that story and then give that vision and if they able to you know catch it then they go out there and write it and then we go back and forth. I might change your things, give direction on where you know things should go. I write, but for the most part, you know, like when I write, I could write you a great first episode, a great first episode, and then after that, it's just like I need somebody to come. <laughs> up. Yeah, so we can know where it's going. I could write a great episode, you know, and then after that, and I was like, okay, so I see how much I can write. So I'm not trying to mm-hmm. force myself to do two episodes. Like I'm going to do one episode, and get the vision out and then bring a writer on board and then be able to, mm-hmm. you know, expand on that. As far as team goes, I have and also I have writers. There are writers in New York, there are writers in Ghana and then there are writers in London because um, Ghana, the big Ghana is the trifecta, you know, London, New York. And then Ghana, get a little triangle going. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I have people in Ghana that I work with. And then um, the idea is to really create i work with different writers period you know but the idea is to really create a writers group where we can connect all the writers that i work with london new york and whatsapp i mean whatsapp and ghana like you know like in a whatsapp group because you know when there's more writers not too many writers but that's when there's a good enough amount of writers then it's just like it becomes very wholesome and as far as team i have my production crew in ghana And then I also have a production people that I work with here in New York. So every time I travel, I have people I can film with. And this is Mm. people that I have worked with over the years. Some people I've been working with for years. And if they told you about me, they'd be saying, I'm doing what I said four years ago. And, you know... Mm. Yeah, because I'm always gonna be saying, how are we progressing? Because we we have to progress. So how are we progressing? And then also how are we gonna make this thing sustainable to make money so that we can do more of it? Having right. those conversations. So um and I do know filmmaking is a team as a team sport. So I'm always on the lookout to find people that fit our aesthetic, you know, and our culture as a company so that we're able to build and grow
2: for sure let's make that a a note film is a team sport so those who are out there trying to aspire to be filmmaker or anything like that make sure you have a team Mm -hmm. i do believe that anything you want to do to go far you have to go with a team you have yes you can you can work on yourself and make progress with yourself as well with the team it's like (sighs) pushing
1: forward exactly you know know, I realized that early so I've always had a team mindset you know what does working on a team really mean you know like it's so much that you have to discover to really have an understanding because you might bring a team member on and they're the one that have to lead the whole project but if you're not insecure and you're comfortable you're like yeah I brought in the best man so they could do the job you know I don't, I don't need to feel anyway. Yeah. No matter what it is, as long as you're trying to go big and scale, you're going to need a team. And that in itself, it's like a whole course once again, because it becomes like, oh, I don't have money to pay my team. It's like, yeah. Oh, you know, it, it becomes a whole lot of, you know, these other things. And it's just like, if we all go in the same direction, why can't we just? do it together you did yeah.
2: talk about pitching your pilot and so what is the process of pitching a pilot what does that look like
1: it's a lot of trying a lot of different things and also if you know people in the industry then that's great then it's just like you can send what you have to people and have them send it to other people on your behalf so i'll give you an example like our show that we are working on right now the streaming channel would be a good place to pitch to and as far as pitching Mm -hmm. they might not even have an open call for pitching but it's just going online finding the information of people that are in charge of okaying project and then a little bit of research and then finding emails and you're going to do some cold emailing some cold calling and pretty much Mm -hmm. whatever you have to do to get your stuff in front of the people that need to see it it's a mixture of people you know finding people's emails on a linkedin on the internet and then just writing something short that might get a response in email and then you follow up with all your materials and then Mm -hmm. you know you just do that over until someone says hey come in and let's have a business you know so it's just Mm -hmm. really continuing because there is no oh send 10 emails and that's enough no we send in emails till we get a yes. So that's right. And then just going to events, positioning yourself in places that can advance your on um, your position because you could have the, you know, like a great um show and because you're not doing you know some of these things, no one knows about you. So right. it's a mixture of just like who you're trying to get to, you know, get to that person.
2: Does that also include like film festivals? How does that necessarily work in terms of so, pitching a pilot?
1: So there are film festivals that set pilots and stuff like that. And film festival is great because it adds some credibility to who you are and what you were doing. Mm-hmm. So if you submit it to a film festival and you won an award, it's, you know, it's great to say my pilot, it won an award. There were 20,000 people that came through the festival that enjoyed it. For me, you get to create marketing materials around your content to show that there's interest, there's people that want to watch it, you know, people are talking about, right. your. Know, film and all these things they add value to your pitch you know so film festivals are great especially if you're a new filmmaker because you also meet other filmmakers and you know the whole game in film is networking because people that you meet in your journey year one would be some amazing people in year three four five because that's just how it go going to those you know like festivals is a good place to expand your your brand
2: Awesome. Speaking of brand, tell us a little bit more about your brand too.
1: There's a couple of brands, but the main brand is Anybox Studios, and that's the production company. So mm-hmm. Anybox Studios is what produces all of our content. That's a production company. And then we also have King of Tema. That's the show. There's a film distribution that's called 2047 Films. It's almost like a, a vertical, um, like a vertical, right? Because there has to be a writer, a distributor, a production company, and then marketing. The main thing most people see or will continue to see is Anybox Studios. So that one, it's clear and it's simple. It's just like we produce films, we produce original content, and we can also produce your films that you have. Whatever your vision is, we would love to tell that story with you. Anybox Studios, a little history about that, started in about 20, maybe 13. Originally, it was going to be this is when I was doing photography. So, when I was doing mm-hmm. photography, everyone had like something, something photography, something, something photography. So, I was like, what is it going to be? At that time, you know, I just woke up one day and I looked at my name backwards and it spells Anybuck. I was like, okay, you know, I like it. I like it. I like it. And then um, I was like, I'm always about evolution. So, I was like, I can see we will go beyond photography. So I don't want to name it about Photography. And then once I go into video, it becomes like Videography or something like that. So it was just yeah. more so what space can hold all of these things. And it was just like Anybox Studios. And as soon as it came together, it sounded very legit. So I was like, okay, yeah, you know, we're going to rock with that. Yeah. And then so we did that. You know, we got the logo together. And um yeah, it's been Anybox studio since.
2: Well, happy 10-year anniversary to you because thank you, thank you, it's like thank 20, you. <laughs>
1: 2013
2: or mm-hmm. 2023. Wow, you're making
1: yes. moves. Yes. You're making yes. moves.
2: That's- and you're being consistent.
1: Who doesn't love consistency? Certain things that will get you to become successful, I realize they are free. It's free to work hard. You know what I mean? It's free to work hard. <laughs> it's free to be consistent. You just got to be able to just know exactly, not even exactly what you want, but you just have to know that there is more right? And if I do more, I'm going to get more. That's Mm how I I look at it. If I do more, I'm going to get more. You know, my father used to tell me, he was just like, if you do more today, you have to do less tomorrow, which is a lie, right? Because every day you have to do more, right? But I think in the longer term of things, like if you take a good chunk of like 10 years to do a lot of planning and more, you get to have to do less in the future because a lot of things are just working and are in place. And I think like, you know, when you get to your 40s, you know what I mean? Like that's where you want to be able to have a good amount of working extra smarter because, you know, the knowledge is pretty much, that's a strong foundation. All you have to do is just add, now we got AI, that's crazy. Add some AI to it and it's like, you are out of here Add efficiency to what you have been doing so yeah yeah you know, to yes, work less yes work less too i think we all have information but this information is not connected in our heads right and i'm realizing that you know with ai it's allowing these dots to connect faster because i'm able to ask chat GPT a certain question that I might not even have the full question in my mind, but I know it's a question. And then yeah. it's able to kind of like, you know, connect the end piece to my question and give me an answer. And it's like, okay, yes, now I could build based on this answer. So it's a game changer, man. I think AI for creatives and levels that play. If you're not using AI, it's going to be, yo, the next two, three You're going to be behind. That's what it is. You're going to be out of here. You're going to be out of here. You're, <laughs> <behind. laughs> you're going to be behind. You're going to be out of here. You're going to be. <laughs> Out <laughs> It's real. It- Like, you're really going to be out of here because, yeah, like I signed up to a newsletter for AI because I just need to stay abreast. A lot of platforms, you know, when they came out brand new, a lot of people didn't get on there because of whatever reason. But then all of a sudden you realize you still have to be able to use it. And now, like you said, you're so far behind. Now I'm having to do like SEO and all this other site (laughs) terms. I'm like, why? But it's needed. So I've learned it. So now I can do it because I'm trying to have my website optimized so that, you know, when you search. Or whatever I pop up It's definitely Exciting times
2: It's definitely Exciting times for sure I am wishing you All the best Of course In everything that you do And you're continuing to do And I'm hoping People that are listening To this are inspired To reach out to you As well Because you did Open your arms To new creatives and things like that to see if you know you guys align and things of that nature to work on different projects and so I'm hoping someone comes out of this as well for you and for them as well to work on some type of connection and partnership Um, my last question to you is how do you find and maintain your peace? for me
1: I love what I do and when I'm doing what I'm doing, because, you know, when you're editing and you're in that zone, it's very quiet, right? Mm. So work in itself is very peaceful, especially, you know, when I sit to edit, it's very peaceful. And then, you know, I just take walk. I might go hiking. I might go, you know, walk in some nature. I might just go, you know, get some fresh air. Like, I don't have heavy, like, I need to be in a space for like one hour type of, you know, peace type of situation. Like, I'm very happy with where I'm at in life. You know, I'm very, very grateful. I don't find myself in a place where I'm not at peace. You know what I mean? It's just like, this is what i'm doing and this is what it takes to do what i'm doing so as far as um i might take some time to rest and stuff like that but i think i'm a very at peace especially when i'm doing what i love you know what i mean so but you know going to see the greens if i go to ghana i definitely have to see the sunrise because i love watching the sunrise it's almost like the earth is alive it's crazy to see the sun rise from the earth like wow charlie you know the earth is also having its life you know while we have no yeah. like so, yeah, just seeing nature and you know, stuff like that, yeah, it brings me peace.
2: Super happy for you that you can feel that peace just by doing what you do in the day. Yeah, man. But People are crying for that type of peace right now, you know. Yeah, so,
1: yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's I think, truly a blessing um, to have that. You know, not to get too deep, but it's just like even for the peace that you want, you have to have put in that work for it. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, you can't expect peace that you ain't not put in the work for. Everything that you want, you have to put in a certain amount of, you know, investments or whatever to be able to get that. But yeah, that's all. Thank you for having me because it's always yeah. lovely to connect with my Ghana folks because that's just like I'm gonna heavy. You know what I mean? So I'm always <laughs> my folks and like Charlie because I feel like I yeah family. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah, we uh, are. Yeah. It's first in the world And it's just like mm-hmm. We have to connect these dots So we can get this ecosystem You know like Really really going Like no games Shelley. We need to get it going
2: mm-hmm. Shout out your Businesses as well Um, Of course I will have All that information In the description But yeah Right, definitely give right. Shout
1: So yeah So I mean If you want to Stay in touch DM me You know reach out Whatever It's like Anybox Studios It's A-N-I-B-O-K-S-T-U-D-I-O-S It's the same for Instagram It's the same for Twitter we on Threads, but I don't know if anybody's on there. Facebook is AnyBox Studios, and if you want to see more of our films, you go to YouTube AnyBox Studios, and then our website, which is AnyBoxStudios.com. So that's where you can find us.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Truly appreciate everything that you said. And like I said, Godspeed for you and Annie Bob Studios, King of Temlock, coming, coming soon to the theaters Name you, the streaming platform near you, the the you yes, <laughs> yes, all of yes, that. And so, yes, yes. thank you, you for got having me, you, man. You're very, very welcome.